Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is January 6th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, what a start to 2020. Incredible. Late nights here on the East Coast, Central Time Zone. Thought we'd be done and tidied up before 11, but here we are. Uh, Interminable three-man playoffs. Just a fantastic start to the uh, 2020 year. I can't say the season. We're already like 25% done, but maybe to the 30%. year. Whatever it is. Brendan Todd, no longer number one. I thought he was going to have one more night to sleep on that throne, you know, sleep on the throne at the top of the FedEx Cup standings. But uh, he's been overtaken, unfortunately. Uh, Heavy is the great- head that rests the crown. <laughs> great finish. I, You know, for as much as I love Kapalua, uh, or this this opening event, a lot of it has to do with time and place and and just the familiarity and, and consistency of it. But like, I can't recall a lot of great finishes to it. May, that may be the smaller field where kind of like the best player really can separate himself from the the other thirty guys, or you know, the DJ winning by eight shots. I know Xander won by a shot last year, but it, it, he kind of caught and passed Woodland and never felt like he was going to get beat. I, I just. I don't recall a ton of great finishes. You you had your Danny Chops flashback on Friday, uh, but this was a this was an awesome way. This last like two hours were just nonstop entertainment. Some for bad golf, some for good golf, some for the course, the way it was playing, and then obviously the characters and personalities that were involved. It was so. like nobody wanted to win for a while. You know, it was it was bad. There were fat shots. There were hard hooks. There were the fatted shot was kind of the most startling, which I mean, that could happen off an uneven lie if you're me, but uh, not necessarily Justin Thomas. Yeah, but. that's that's the thing is the the lies make those pressure shots so much harder when you, yeah. you know, just the added degree of difficulty. I, <sighs> I don't know, you know, and this is just a single one off. There's probably not a statistical reference, but if you if you scan down the leaderboard. Yeah. There aren't any schmucks like yeah. in the top 10. Yep. Like yep. run down the list and then look at the bottom of the leaderboard. And it's like, yep. Trainer. Exactly who we kind of thought would finish right. at the bottom. You'd expect yeah. finished at the bottom. And the guys that you expect to finish at the top finish at the top. And I think that says something about when there's wind and a golf course with uneven lies. Like you're, you're not going to get a guy that can't play golf. Like, even the other nice thing about it too is like Patrick Reed did yeah. not hit the ball well this week at all. No, no. Like Saturday, he no. was horrendous, but he was unbelievable. You know, or on and around the greens pretty much all week. And one of like the great putting performances ever, statistically, just the one putts and everything. But 
obviously one putts can be also be a result of excellent chipping too. excellent wedge play. Yeah. Continue. But, but he, he was able to play that game. You know, the course didn't yeah. say like, Oh, you can't, you're not allowed to play that way. You know, um, they, go ahead. So go ahead. I, that's something I, I was thinking about all weekend and you, you go down, here's the top 10 JT Reed, Shoffley, Cantley, Fowler, Neiman, DJ Morikawa, Gary Woodland, and Rom. Like those are arguably, guys. arguably the ten best players in the field. Yeah, all gotta be in the top what, like thirty-five to forty in the world. Morikawa, maybe the lowest guy I can think of in there. Um, what'd you think of the eighteenth hole? As just over, I saw some people chirping at us on Twitter, just like this is boring. This is it's the same shots over and over again. Um, thought it was interesting. It was clearly in JT's head a little bit with some of those tee shots. The one he flared out way right, you know, it's much shorter than he almost always, almost, you know, how he normally plays it. And then obviously this very first one, it felt like he would choke the entire thing away with two hard hooks, both on the drive and, and the approach, uh, which went in the hazard. And by the way, that fatted shot was really lucky to clear the hazard. So I mean, lucky. that just, it was like the best spot in the world to lay up to, too, because he had a dead, he had the flattest lie you could possibly have on that hole. It was kind yeah. of unbelievable. Would you, would you think the 18th? I mean, it's obviously law. It brought darkness into play because it was playing tough. I mean, it not, it's just a longer hole. You hear it's a three shot hole today. Well, the I, Shackelford tweeted something that I was thinking. Uh, I noted that too. It's great. One, one positive of Kapalua playing softer slow and breezy yeah. the near uh nearly par 5 18th played like a real three shotter and feels like a fun run yep. it was actually like a real par five you know yeah. and 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 like positioning seemed to matter a lot it mattered on the drive it certainly mattered where you were playing that third shot from right a lot of those guys like jt had to pull off a miracle when he went you know right lawn it just the angle uh, where your third shot was being played from seemed to be a, a big deal. Uh, yeah. As you just alluded to finding the flat spot it, unintentionally. It, Michael Lord tweeted at me and I hadn't even thought about this. He's like, why don't they change the pin in these playoffs where they play the same hole over and over again? I, I you know how fun that would have been. It would have added no, any time. It's a, 20 minute cart ride back for the guys. <laughs> I know, I know. In this instance, no, but I'm thinking about it practically if, if you're playing it at another It would add course. zero time. They have to go back to the tee, and that's about how long it takes to change a cup. Yeah. I no, I know they can do it. And don't they gotta they they paint it and do all that sh- stuff? I don't know. That that seems like Cause you're holding a separate standalone competition at that point. You yes. should be able to just, you could have a chip off for any, you know, it's just a totally separate competition. You can create any kind of tiebreaker at that point. Why not change the pins? So not a bad thought. All right. Should we get to the characters involved? I mean, we've talked to JT at length. What do you make of his, his finish? Uh, he certainly seems like he kind of taken the tournament by the, the throat there around the turn, a little after the turn up to on Xander for a while. Um, and they made two bogeys, I want to say two bogeys in those last three holes, including the, that 18th, uh, boy, he, three he, 17. he looked, uh, I mean, he's won, a, he's won a lot. He's won majors he's won big matches. 
12 PGA Tour wins. I wouldn't think he's, you know, impacted by the the nerves or the pressure or whatever you want to call it. It sure looked like he was, though. Or maybe he was just out of gas after playing in the wind for however many holes over the last several days. I I think that I think it's a combination of nerves and then the lies. It just makes it so much harder when you so much harder when you're under pressure to hit a good shot from with a severe downslope or a severe <laughs> downslope side slope. You there know? can't be too many guys you wouldn't want doing that other ahead of JT though, right? I mean, it's not um, like he's some little, you know, imprecise kind of slap happy ball striker. He's he's among the best in the world at that. No, definitely is I mean, among the best. I think there's a lot. I mean, I'd rather. Yeah, have the, a, a, I think there are more creative players. Like, yeah, I think he's very, point. very, like stock. You know. He, I think, I think there are more natural players, right? Yeah, he's very. Yeah. He's obviously. I mean, God, he's great, great golfer. But I think there are players that. I think JT is more of a driving range player than than a lot of the players in the top ten. But he's like uber talented. He might be the best driving range player. Sure, sure. You know? I, I, I thought of the three, it seemed like he. I, it's odd to say it's he's he seemed like my least likely candidate to win of the three. First, you know, the way he finished, the way he finished over the last three holes or so. Then his drive on the first playoff hole, he kind of flared out, popped up to the right. It just felt he just felt totally lost. Whereas Xander, man, Xander gagged it away big time with the three putt. On that. that was horrendous he should have won in regulation as he said and i don't think it was a cocky thing it's like i should have won it everyone knows i should have won it but man just blowing it by the hole um and, and i don't know patrick reed just kind of sitting around smiling his way and backdooring his way into this playoff i assumed he would just go take it and win it and then do the you know dx suck it sign on the on the green how good how good was that uh that cut to him when when JT yeah, smiling with his airpods in or whatever the hell he was yeah. doing. <laughs> that was good production there. I, uh, I mean it was so fitting that, you know, Reed, if he was playing in any other sporting league, wouldn't be allowed to play this tournament. You know? That's I saw some tweets about that. It's like, how are these guys even caddy included? But certainly, I think Kyle Robbins had a tweet like, it's kind of embarrassing that he's eligible to play right now and that he's going to maybe win their year opening event. And and here he is playing till till darkness and, and the first uh, first weekend of the year. It's like nothing happened. You know, it's literally yeah. like nothing happened. It really is. <laughs> we have a uh, late breaking news as we're recording here. We have Chris DeMarco tweeting about him. He says... <laughs> DeMarco maybe got into a good bottle of wine watching the Golden Globes or something. He tweets, is there a bigger dick in the world? Own your stuff. This is a, with a video of Patrick Reed. Is there a bigger dick in the world? Own your stuff. Always excuses. Just say you cheated and got beat. I don't, I don't know why he would say he cheated here today, but this afternoon, evening. Uh, <laughs> he, did, he did allude to... You know, the he got gusty. He got a gust on the one putt, and the wind kind of impacted his putt. Didn't take a whole lot of ownership of, of the putting struggles on the 18th. But 
Uh, yeah, he shouldn't necessarily be eligible, and probably his caddy shouldn't be eligible for popping a fan at a PGA Tour sanctioned event. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, just, Who? It's just unbelievable. And and, and if he won, you know, he, he's a second place in this is makes him look good for the Ryder Cup. Like he's, you know. Like this is the other <laughs> thing. True. If he gets off to a hot Good start point. this year, he's gonna be like locked into Ryder Cup, and that's like gonna be. It's basically. I mean, like, it's it's never gonna end. He's just gonna keep playing these team events and keep getting in more and more trouble at all of them. What did you think of the person yelling "cheater," screaming it? So Dan Hicks initially made it sound like. It you know, someone right, had yeah. just some, you know, great injustice has impacted the integrity of the competition, which was not the case. The the ball had hit his putter, was on its way to the hole, and someone in the back yells, screams, "Cheater!" And I mean, this is happening in Maui. There's barely any fans there, and the ones that are there, you know, seventy five year olds sitting on their hands. Like, if this is happening in Maui, like, think about the Honda Classic, or I don't know, he probably doesn't play that, Waste but wherever he's going to play. Yeah, he's probably I mean, not going there either. <laughs> uh, like th- nothing. There's no one there. It's so sleepy, and and someone's just screaming "cheater." Um, I it seemed like NBC didn't really their golf channel didn't really know what to do with it, and they better get used to it. Like a lot of people were talking about this, and I, it, I well, they don't you know. Need to ask well, they don't. They don't know. Well, they don't know what to do because they haven't. Uh, they haven't done anything about it in the first place. They just act like, you know, he didn't do anything wrong in the first place. I mean, I, I, they brought on Kurt Byram, and I immediately was like, I wonder if they're going to ask him because they had just talked to JT. Is like, are going to be like, hey, did you hear that person yell cheater? And they didn't. And I just think it's like a thing you got to. It's, it's a part of the story now. It's a, it's elephant in the room. It's a massive part of the story, and I don't know why. I mean, Dan Hicks seemed incredulous that someone screamed it. Like, I heard it zing. Zing's like, I don't know if I heard it. It's like, oh, I heard it clear as day. It happened. It's just, I mean, had it happened while he was making the stroke or before he hit the ball, like, yeah, that that can't be going on. But I just, like, that's those shouts are going to happen. That's going to happen now when it's quiet and the, the ball's in the air all year, especially if it's happening in Maui. And whoever's doing it, CBS, NBC, the tour, they're going to have to figure out how they're going to talk about this. Because um, I think it's going to be a continuing storyline. And Kessler Corain's not going to be able to go into the, go into the crowd, pop, pop everybody in the face that's saying it. But it's going to keep happening. So, but, uh, but, you know, he might go in there. There is one, so? There's one solution to this problem. What's that? No fans at events. <laughs> he well, he just he shouldn't be eligible. He looks he's playing well though. I mean he's been playing well. That's the thing. That's that's what's amazing about this is is he is one of the better golfers in the world right now. Yeah. All right. Who gagged the worst of everybody that had a chance to win? Primarily the three. I mean, you can't say JT because he won. Like <laughs> But, oh, but it's hard. Seventeen and eighteen were times. terrible <laughs> during regulation. <laughs> that shot on eighteen during regulation, that snap hook, three wood. It just was like so strange because, like, 
the guys were on the green. And it's like, why didn't he wait to, for them to get off? He just like seemed to rush it. It was just like your quintessential like kind of like under pressure things go move fast thing that happened. But then Xander yeah. three putting like he had to know that putt was fast. But that's the other thing. It, it was fast and it was downwind. So that was like a hard to it was a hard putt because like the last thing you want to do is leave four foot downhill putt, you know, sure. but sure. I don't know that the, the Kapalua. I the, mean, JT's the driving are... regulation was lucky to stay up. Yeah. I mean, that was a 80 yard fairway. That was a, a pretty big hook too. A hard then he hook. hit that big banana ball, right? Yes. Like, yes. I, as, uh, as Zach Blair would call it an Ivy league, you know, <laughs> um, do you think his drop was proper? We can't. I think it's hard to impugn. Like, come on, this isn't a Sun Kane situation. Sun Kane was in the woods, TPC Potomac, way down there on the tenth hole. No one's watching, following him. This is the eighteenth hole of the first event of the year in prime time, the final group. I don't think like they were gonna screw it up. So I, I when I first did it, when he was like, "Wow, he's dropping pretty far up, pretty close to the green there." I was like, that 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 can't be right. And then I yeah, I came around, watched the replay. It, it had to have been close enough. And I don't think they would have uh, gone about it haphazardly, given the time and circumstances and eyeballs on the moment. Something that bugs me about <laughs> the coverage is like in golf, like when we have these moments of controversy, they like just like ignore it. They don't show replays. It's like I just want to replay. I was like rewinding my yeah. TV trying to find it. Like and and it's like you you watch these NFL games and whenever there's a play in question, they replay it like seventy times. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like yeah. you can't. They just don't even show. It's like they they're so scared. I was well on that front. I will say it was good that they like at least didn't ignore the cheater thing. Like they, they isolated the sound and did the replay. But so, I mean, maybe I take back my take that they didn't know how to handle it. I, I don't know. I just felt like Reed should have been asked about it, but it was good that they, they made it part of the end of the, the, the coverage and narrative of the broadcast. So, yeah, I don't uh, know. They, they kind of brushed it for four days under the rug. So I, I don't yes. think that that makes up for <laughs> it. Like all the things he went through, like he didn't go through, I mean, he brought it all on himself and, and yeah, he, he frankly hasn't gone through enough for what he did. No, I, I mean, I was tweeting angrily about that Thursday night. You can't use the bend through, uh, phrase to, to characterize what's happened. And I hate calling it a rules controversy. It's That's not such a rules a, controversy such at a all. <laughs> label that it, it, it really that throws it in the car- uh, the same bag as like the DJ thing at Oakmont or like lining up your caddy lining you up. It's not, not that at all. It's the, just like a black well, and the, white thing. The only nope. controversy was how did he not get DQ'd? Yeah, right, right, right. That's the controversy is like oh, it was only two shots. That's yeah. all. Yeah, um, but. I, I, the 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 event I it was a fun fun day like Xander coming back making all those bogeys or birdies you know they both played great golf on the back nine JT and, and Xander all yeah. the way up essentially until the 18th hole um right. and and Xander played really good golf until the green you know um yeah I mean I he, he would have made two shots to the green and he would have made uh 
he made three he birdied what three holes in a row and then you know he, he sh- 17 he, he had a good look but 18 that if he would have buried that it would have been four of the last six that would have been a pretty good way yeah. to finish out a win but yep. you know yep. Xander will just have to wait you know <laughs> um he didn't want another small of- field event win <laughs> that's true what uh what'd you think of how the course presented itself fine it, it, it was fascinating to see these guys get a little flummoxed by i thought the wind seemed to have the its most significant impact on the green putting oh but putting in the winds so at least hard. that's the most easily dis- discernible like uh, it was easiest the, to see from the view from the couch the other thing you saw which was is crazy like wedge shots so, you know, in today's game, it's pretty much just driver wedge. And when it's really windy, wedges are like the hardest shots to hit, especially downwind wedges, because the wind can knock the ball down and or it can carry it. Right. And right, like, you right. you, you kind of if unless you hit the ball, unless you hit the wedge really hard and get a lot of backspin that the ball's usually gets kind of knocked down a little. And it was like, I saw, I think on the seventh hole, JT and Xander both like missed a green with wedges in their hands by like 15 yards. It was like, I couldn't believe it. It's just like, yeah, it's just so much harder to play good golf with like the the elements. But that being said, I, the greens, the pin positions to me, they're just so bothered. Yeah. Well, I just feel like just today just, or in general today, like just in general, like I inside 10 feet, these guys, uh, they never play the ball outside the hole. It's like, everything's right. like a inside right putt. It's like, I'd much rather see slower greens and them have to play a cup of break. That is so much right. harder of a putt than inside, right on a fast green. And right. I think, you know, you listen to Rolfing all week talk about how much they subdued the greens. It's like, oh, you just turned it into a tour, a TPC course. Refinement. The refinement. I heard that word a lot over the week. I don't know. I'm talking to Bill Core in two weeks. I'm curious to get his take on it. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, okay. And then, so, but but we agree that at least it was a breath of fresh air on the schedule that we don't see a lot of this with in terms of elevation changes, uneven lies and wind. Yeah. It was soft of course. And you know, whatever scoring relative to par, that doesn't matter, but it was just a, I thought a breath of fresh air seeing these guys challenged in a different way. Were you watching Saturday? Yeah. On 18 with that right pin. Yeah. And everybody was just hitting it right short. And then they'd have this chip that was just impossible. Yeah. (laughs) And like, there's no bunkers. There's nothing to worry about over there. But all of them were like walking off the 18th green, just pissed. And I think part of that, too, what made it was so tough because all the rain was like, you had these like kind of firm greens and really soft approaches. Before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, which is the worst, the hardest thing to play on. But. It, if you realistically look at Kapalua for pros, it's probably a a par seventy, and then two under wins. Right. And another thing though that, that this brought out is a lot of different kinds of shots where the guys had to actually think about it. You saw a lot of a lot of stainers, you know, with certainly the the kind of climax of the the stainer week 
coming today with Joaquin Neiman's uh, worm burner and, and different, even listening all, all credit to the coverage. It seems like we got a lot of good caddy back and forth. It's mm-hmm. certainly late on Sunday. With, we got uh, some good stuff from, uh, from Patrick Cantley. Am I hitting a high spinner? You know, am I hitting a low spinner? Like they just, what kind of shots am I going to play and how, uh, even 18, are you hitting a low ball? Are you hitting a, you know, a sky ball? So uh, that is the one thing this course brings out is different kinds of shots. All right. I, I, Go ahead. I, one of my least favorite things about, about this event is how the announcers are like, well, you know, DJ still, still a great way to start a season with the top 10. It's like, there's 30 guys in the field. <laughs> yeah. There does need to be some context when they talk about that. Um, all right. Who was most disappointed? Well, actually let's do this. Who took a dump in the cup? Who took a dump in the cup? Do you have a nominee here? Week one of the season, or I guess it's whatever week 13, but week one of the year. I, I, Who's our dump I do. In the cup? I do. Brendan Todd. Took a dump in the cup. He could have applied pressure. I don't think JT finishes this out if Todd was lurking, you know. Just <laughs> if, if, if you think the added pressure of number one in the FedEx Cup would have just completely combusted JT. He, he didn't uh enforce his will on on the tournament like he should have as the top ranked player in the world. All right. So dump in the cup is Brendan Todd. Uh okay. I, I tweeted I wouldn't say I considered it too much before I tweeted it out, but I said the JT decade begins um, and hinting that over the next 10 years, I would wager that JT is probably the most likely to win the most or have the most success. However you want to define that, whether that's regular tour events, major championships, you know, ultimate prizes, gold standards, things like that. Uh, would you agree with that? Who, who, oh, who you are? You're in luck, Brendan. I spent a lot of uh, the weekend in Excel. Oh, good. That's how I love to spend dry January. That's how you spend the weekend. Yeah, seriously. rummaging around Excel. Um, I, I've I've expressed my rule of three, where I can yeah, combi- yeah, where I combine putting and around the green and the strokes gain into one statistic, and then I re re rank everybody. On, okay. on that instead of using putting and around the green individually. And it gives you okay. kind of a more holistic view. Justin Thomas is like one of the few players who's able to, who's gotten their all three average below 20. Others that have done it are Jordan Spieth, although he's very far from doing that, and he's that's Jordan Spieth in 2015 did it. Yeah, um, okay. Rory's done it a couple times. Tiger has done it. Um, he did it in 2012. He was like his average was like 7.5. It was something disgusting. DJ has done it, and JT has done it. Justin Rose did it once or twice too. So okay. you're looking at and and JT's done it you know, younger than anybody else. And you start to look at like the career arc. It's like, okay, like this guy, when he puts well, basically it's, he's going to win six times, five, six right. times a year because he hits it right. so good. Right. Um. So what do you, so yes, I agree with the just, uh, Justin Thomas decade. 
I don't know who the other contenders might be. Brooksy, Rory. Rom. Rom. Yeah. Um I'd say you could start to look at some of these younger guys and they right. could fit in who there. Knows? Right. Um you know. Okay. But he's got all the skills. All right. Uh what else stuck out to you? You want to do a quick couple things we liked what we didn't like i mean you talked about can't lay that became a big story was that friday night thursday night thursday night you know Cantley's a guy that could be on that list friday night it was friday night. decade player yeah absolutely he uh he did that under 20 thing last year okay so friday night patrick Cantley caught saying talking about somebody is caddy allegedly says it's not mark rolfing Uses the word pampered fucks. I've been waiting for this weather for 40 years. He's pampered fucks. We don't know what totally the context or what it's in referring to. Also said just a couple more holes and then we can get some Mai Tais. This, this became just uh, red meat for the content machine. Do you think uh, he was talking about Chez? What? Mai Tais or the pampered for, fucks? 40 years. What does that mean? Maybe waiting 40 years for his PXG <laughs> contract. <laughs> That's possible. Uh, it was good. It was, my, my bigger issue was that it got brushed out, airbrushed out of the replay. And I think Will Knights brought this up or Garrett, one of, one of your little, your egg, the fried egg uh, employees, writers talked about it. That, that was a bigger issue. This everybody knows it's in there. Everybody had fun with it. Everybody made content out of it. Why? T- I understand you got to bleep out the f u c k s word, pampered bleep. But just le- I, I don't understand why why you don't have one of the more amusing live under par moments in the replay. Why why scrub the videos? What is this? What is this alternate reality we're trying to present here? I don't know. It's be like if they uh if the NBA scrubbed uh, the the melee at the no. uh, you know. they do get in some of those NBA's greatest games and NBA archives. I I think that some of the Donahue games are locked down. Maybe that Kings Lakers game where the officiating was atrocious. It's locked down. I don't know. I, I don't know that it means anything for Cantley, right? It was just a lot a lot of people enjoying it i do like Cantley showing a little personality and i hope it doesn't put a freeze on some of the plans to have more microphones right it but could kind of what you want this is capital is the spot that freezes things you know last year mean? last year the oh. in, in round interviews ended here brought then to this might what, be the last what did we you hear think of the, of the uh... you know what i one of my favorite moments of the telecast today was yeah, Tyler yeah. Tyler Duncan putted putted in on the 18th hole, and and the announcer Hicks was like, "Oh, Tyler Duncan, not uh, you know what a memory." Uh, you know, he just was like grasping for the for for something interesting to say about him, but nobody has any interesting things to say about Tyler Duncan. He goes, "Oh, you got here by winning the RSM." <laughs> <laughs> Hit, hit his wife at the Byron Nelson. We know that with the ball. Not, oh, sorry. I don't mean to imply he, he struck his wife and the domestic. No, hit his wife with the ball. Yes. I forgot to yell for. Be, be clear with my words there. Um, and he went to Purdue. That's all we Those know. Those are about the two Tyler. things. That's, yeah. 
but the, but it totally the Hicks was like, oh yeah, and, and he just like stalled. He had nothing, and then he was like, and and he won the RSM. <laughs> What'd you think of uh? What you think of uh, the stock iron? These graphics, where you know they have the whole list of whatever the guy hits three iron through wedge, and the yardage next to it. Bones fetches the club, says what club he's hitting. They they highlight it as the guy's like taking his swing. Did you see that happening? I saw it, yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might say that. Why? What do you think of it? I I just. I don't know. It seems there's so much more that goes into whatever shots being played, right? Yeah. I guess it's cool to see how the best in the world, how far they hit each club, but well, I don't know. My other helps. issue is like, what, what loft is the club? Like, is does well, sure. one of these guys play like a, a 24 sure. degree four iron or is right. it a 21 degree to four iron? Because all the lofts are used. You can't get it right can't get into that though can't get into that level of detail on the on the graphic but yes i agree it's it's just not a apples to apples comparison um i think it's it's cool to see how far they hit some of their clubs but i don't know that it adds much to our understanding of the shot happening at the moment uh what other things did you like or dislike Uh, my favorite hey my favorite tweet of the week (laughs) my favorite tweet outside of this late uh Chris DeMarco shouting about Reed being a dick. Uh, was Peter Costas just dropping oh, in? Oh, yes. Out of nowhere, memo to, uh, make sure to tag him, memo to at PGA Tour, dot, dot, dot. Your website is awful. And then he gets out. That's all he had. What? Freed from the shackles of working for a rights holder, CBS. Just has nothing. Some old man shouting, "Your website is awful!" And then gets out. I Demarco, almost, Demarco, I, and Costas. I almost tweeted back at Costas at that point. What do you think about Patrick Reed playing this week? Oh, just, just really trying to stir the pot there, huh? Yeah, but I, I think I got distracted with something. And <laughs> oh, forgot I to do it. Doesn't sound like you. The uh, other, the other exciting news of the weekend is we got the we got a, our monthly fantasy contest going for shotgunners oh yeah well nice well nice delivered you want to plug that now we might as well okay so we don't have any i don't what are the instructions what are you supposed to say shout out to who at easy office pools i'm pulling it up sean sean at sean at easy office pools helped will (laughs) who did all the groundwork we're gonna have some fun categories we'll uh, pump out the link tomorrow. So it'll be easy, easy office pools. Obviously no cost to enter. We'll have, we've some got sort different of categories of players, you know? Oh we've yeah. Got... Like troops. Yeah. You got to pick your favorite troop. You got to pick your favorite, <laughs> like SGS, uh, like shotgun favorite, you know, who's in there. Carl Pedersen people. I don't think Carl's playing anymore, but people like that. And the, the, the contest goes for a month. So you have the same this team for perfect. a month. So then once the month's over, you got to start fresh. Or if you forget yeah. your get your picks in, that's okay. You just have to sit yeah. out a month. I can say this because I, I, I'm not, you know, fluffing myself here. I think it's all will. But I, I do really think he came up with the perfect kind of mixture of it's not too heavy a lift. So you, you started, it's a monthly long contest. And it's also, you know, not you're not constrained 
for if you fall into last, you can restart, refresh at the new month. So here, we'll pick here, like what is it going to be like four events or so? Yeah, yeah, it's four events. It, so the first one goes Sony, um, then it goes to the desert, then it goes to Tory, and then it ends on Scottsdale, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. so we're we're gonna end on Super Bowl Sunday. And you're going to pick a roster of like six guys or something, one from each category. Like ca- a true- Here are the categories. Tier one, these are your you know, your top players. It's the, the category is the ultimate prize. Oh, of course. Tier two course. is uh, the gold standard. All right. Tier three is FedEx Club Champions. <laughs> Club, not <laughs> cup. That PXG tweet's gonna live on. That's just that's the vernacular now. The FedEx Club Championship. Um, four is the Shotgunners. Unfortunately, it's all of our favorites. So they include oh, a- Honest Abe, Bitcoin Boy, right. JB Holmes, Jolie D. I mean, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Honest Abe is like a top 25, 30 player. That's... Bitcoin Boy is on the alternate list. <laughs> Mattress, mattress king. Well, if Bic, if somebody picks Bitcoin boy during one of the week, one of the stretches where there's a couple opposite field events, that's not yeah. a bad pick. And yeah. it's going to go based off cash, right? Cash earned cash. over those four events. Right. So one tough, one tough decision that Will had to make was was Jez Reavy We wanted to have in the shotgunners pool, but he. Uh, He's too highly ranked. Or no, what? no, he he falls under another category. The, oh, the troops. He's not a troop. Damn. PXG <laughs> may come on to sponsor this by the time all is said and done. They don't know that we've just been ripping on them, but maybe they'll maybe they'll jump on board. Their players have their own category. There's also a Cameron zone. There is. Oh yeah. God. All right. Fantastic. Camp champ. Cameron Davis, Cameron Percy, Cameron Smith, and Cameron Tringali. <laughs> what, a, what a dumb pool. Just look for the link. We will be hyping this. You got to get it in by Thursday at 10 a.m. Sounds yeah, like, right? We're, right. we're going to have prizes, but as we got to get a little organized. We got to figure out what the prizes are. It'll be a giveaway. We're not asking you to, you know, you know, pay up to enter this yeah maybe um, it might be shotgun start merch yeah <laughs> the merch that will never ever come to fruition i i think it's gonna come to fruition in dry january i yeah, i'm really on won't. top of my shit right now <laughs> hey can, uh we'll talk about it later um okay so so keep an did, eye out uh, did you not break did you break this weekend i did disappointing I, I broke on Friday. I texted you and said, "How many cheat days do we have?" <laughs> said we get two. I, I don't. Th- I think the cork was out of the bottle of wine before the text even came through that we had two. <laughs> Friday was Friday was a stressful day. My son's birthday party. I failed miserably getting the party favors. He got several Lego sets with over three hundred pieces, some kinetic sand. I was just on the edge. So, some kinetic like, sand. It's just this terrible gift that leaves crap everywhere. So I needed a drink. I had a glass of wine. My athletic brewing hadn't come through in the mail yet. Had a glass of wine. And then by that time, you know, you, I'm using a cheat day up. Yeah. So I'm going to get my go. money's worth. So I got go. like, I got Robert Allenby t- level drunk by the end. Of, I mean, it's like 
three bottles of wine. But I was like, well, I got to now. I got to take a full swing. So, yeah, Friday was big, big night. But all I got is one day left. So I, I broke. I broke quickly. Um, okay. Anything else you want to talk about? JT passed Spieth. Obviously, everybody's talking about that. Right. Right. Uh, Who do you think is going to win more in this decade? <laughs> JT. That's not even a, not really a thought. Um, can we talk about the Todd Hamilton gra- graphic? Yes. That was incredible. This, is, this where, where did this come from? Who thought that? What? How did this? How did this get in the broadcast? What is happening? Who is this? Who is this? Can you explain? Off? Can you explain to everybody? Because a lot of people probably missed the Todd Hamilton graphic. What it was? Okay, so obviously a recurring bit on this podcast is how they just crowbar FedEx Cup into just some sort. Photograph some terrible graphic a trend, a stat that's not in, indicative of absolutely nothing. The most useless ephemera, right? Like Jim Furyk, who, the number of players who won the Valspar and then where they finished in the FedEx Cup. And it's like uh, a guy finished 19th that year after he won the Valspar in March. Just doesn't matter. Like just, but it's crowbarring FedEx Cup into the screen then uh, on t- in, through your eyeballs. Well, now, I don't have it in front of me. It was Joaquin Neiman was five years old when Todd Hamilton won the Open Championship. (laughs) That was a graphic. That was like a bar. What does this have to do with anything? I was, I was, I don't know what I was, 13... 15 years old what what does that matter why is todd hamilton being brought into this he's not in the field i i guess golf channel is the rights to the open so maybe they're trying to pump up the open a little bit this was the most one of the more useless and completely random graphics that i've ever seen and of course a listener picked up on it and immediately sent it to us I mean, it's it's absolutely unbelievable, you know. Did, did you expect Todd Hamilton to be prominently? I just don't understand how they came up with that. <laughs> you, Joaquin Neiman was five years old when Todd Hamilton won the won the Open. Did you uh, did you see? Why is this uh, on my screen? Did you see Sammy Bananas' uh, useless uh, useless stat of the day for us? No, I don't think, or I missed it. He sets it out on Thursday. Um, okay. So it was, uh, no one else has come back, come from a deeper hole after the Century Tournament of Champions than Brooks Kepka. We call them free points, but if you don't think every shot matters, just ask J.J. Henry and Michael Kim. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I did see that. So. <laughs> I did see that. So. By the 2015 way, 2015 JB Holmes DFL in the TOC 14th of the <laughs> FedEx Cup. JJ Henry, James Hahn, 185th, 39th. Brenda Grace, 90th. And then Kepka finished 9th after finishing DFL at, at, uh, at Hyundai. And then uh, Satoshi Kodaira and Michael Kim won 185 and 227. <laughs> what a bunch of nonsense. By the way, while we're on the subject, I don't want to. I'm talking about listeners sending things in. Uh, 
someone organized their own pool and i'll give that a pop as well i think it's i i don't know a bunch of listeners created their own pool before will knights had brought up his uh can you send it again to me i don't remember where me? and when i saw it can, i'll pop what can, can somebody send it to me yeah, I send us the link. We'll I want to get it. Anyway. Yeah, we'll get it. I, just I might it not be able to answer my... Do I, uh, what, whatever we say on the pod has to act as a proxy pick in case <laughs> I forget to put it in. Yeah, so send it to us again Monday. I forget. Our DMs are a mess, and I'm on leave technically still. Okay, uh, so I, the Todd Hamilton graphic, totally absurd. <clears throat> what? Another thing I did not like... <sighs> How about Dustin Johnson's drop on 18 today? And he blew it into the clubhouse. Oh, God. I forgot about this. Up and over the grandstand, like 60 yards right, long. I don't think it was 60. I think it was like 100. (laughs) It's, you know, it's not a two-shot hole, as we talked about. It's really hard. But. The fear of it is totally gone. And I watched Neiman hit that, do that on Thursday and Friday. Just blast it through, right? You have that backboard there. That's what they do at the, they, at Houston too, the 18th hole with the water. Yeah. RIP Houston, no longer a host anymore, but they, they'd set up a grandstand just right of the, of the, of the fairway and everybody just hit it into the grandstand. Right. Right. It's not like they're they're not getting a big event, but the fear is gone. You know, you have it back there. You know, you're going to get he drop hit it and- over the grandstand. <laughs> EJ's was like on the putting green or something ridiculous. I think there uh, should be a rule when you like nudge up against it. If you nudge up against it, there should be one drop zone. If you hit it into it, over, there should yeah. be another. And if you hit yeah. it over it, it should be like wow. you should drop like 200 yards away. That's a good, that's, that, that's pretty good, uh, idea. Uh, yeah. I mean, there should be graduated, kind graduated of rough. Penalties just like the, the, we need Mike Davis to employ it. <laughs> graduated Emp- penalties. Not employ Maybe it. Create some gnarly drop zone, right? For the one guy who blew it right. Blew yeah. it 200 yards over the grandstand. So. Or like if Cameron Champ goes for a backboard and hits it over the backboard, like it's out of bounds, <laughs> the other team's ball, you know, if Again. you, if you try and lay it up off the backboard and throw it over the backboard, you don't get you, you don't get the ball back. You don't get a free Again, drop. My land, my long standing point with all of this is if you or I are playing that and we do that, we have to figure our way out back to the hole. The best, maybe the most talented golfer in the world, Dustin Johnson, gets to just drop it, you know, five yards off the fairway and play it down. That's why are why are we giving the best in the world the easiest and most relief, most rewarding? I don't know, easiest relief uh, off a terrible shot. Anyways, okay. Anything else? Uh, not much. News. No. I, the Masters and U.S. Open ads are getting so much. U.S. Open jumped in the fray with their own ad during the Fox football game. How much Same better price. is that ad than than a uh, than a PGA Tour ad? Well, this is my issue. They get everybody freaks out about the Masters ad. We've been watching players' ads for like six weeks now. Rory talking about the walk from sixteen to seventeen with the orchestral arrangement. Right? Why? Why does the Masters ad get all the love? Give some respect to the first major, my opinion. Don't Uh, don't call it the first major. 
That's, that's disrespectful. Other news, we'll talk about more on Wednesday. Spieth, already a WD at Sony. Yeah, what do you think of that? I don't know. Jordan Spieth has a cold. Um, what kind of cold do you think it is? A head cold? Do you think he's got a run in a fever? I saw he was in New York with his family, I think, over the week, over, over like around New Year's, or maybe it's before New Year's. Do you think um, he, he has one of those colds that you used to get in school when you had a test that you weren't ready for? <laughs> no, no, come on. Uh, I don't think it matters. Sony seems like a place that's pretty hospitable for his kind of game. Uh, but if you have, if you're not feeling well, like what's the point that you don't need to fly over there, especially when you're already a little, little, maybe fragile. Is that an okay word to use with him? Uh, so he won't start until Tory. That's the only real news from the weekend. WD for Jordan what, Spieth already. Where Spieth is in this. Spieth's in, uh, Spieth's in the gold standard zone. He's not in the top what is tier. That, the second second tier, tier or something. Yeah. Of course, no, nothing's actually intuitively labeled. Gold standard, <laughs> ultimate pride. I mean, you just got to figure it out for yourself. Okay. We might have to trademark. You know, the tr- gold standard we might not be able to use. It might be trademarked. Oh, say, don't, don't, don't send up a flare for the Pontevedra <laughs> lawyers. Keep your mouth shut. God almighty. We don't need them in our ass. We already have heard a lot of people down there listening to this. Okay. Um, all right. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. Anything else? Just keep an eye out for that link. We'll pump that up. It might be in the newsletter. Maybe show show notes description. Yeah. It'll be in Do I have a link? I, I, Do I have a link to put in the show? Re- notes? I think it's ready to go. Okay. It seems like it's ready to go. It's easy enough. Again, shout out to uh, right. Will Knights getting stuff done. Sean. Sean from Easy Sean Pools. Easy, easy, easy Office, office Pools. pools. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, get in it or don't. Whatever you want to do. It's free. Might be. It seems like it's a fun thing because it's monthly. You can get out next month if you, you don't like it. And you get to create a team name. Oh, that's good. That's fun. That's always fun. All right. Enjoy your Monday. Great start to the PGA Tour year. Uh, you know, they don't abide by the Gregorian calendar. Uh, fantastic finish. Congrats to uh, Justin Thomas, I guess. And uh, we're off and running. Big week ahead. Enjoy your uh, Mondays. Mm-hmm.